I'm a big I'm a big fan of art. Uh-huh. I love art. <laughs> I, and I love cock. Oh yeah. And this is great. We're all on the same page here. <laughs> Just love big blue and pink cock. Yep. Cotton candy <laughs> color. Thank you. Alright, I'm back. What are we talking about? Uh tabletop RPGs, because we're fucking nerds. RPGs. Yeah. I just started a new RPG before I came on podcast. Which one is it? I started Elex. 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 E L E X. I um Isn't that Elon Musk's kid? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's uh it's actually very fun. I got it for like a few dollars one time when it was on Super Sale. Uh-huh. Because everyone in the comments was like Wow, this is janky as fuck, but I kind of love it. I love some janky. And yeah. that's exactly my favorite kind of RPG is just janky open world shit that occasionally allows you to break stuff. Like, if anyone's played Two Worlds, arguably one of the best RPGs of my lifetime. You know, I'd heard good just, things. Oh, God, it's so good. Because not only can you, like, not only is the system, like, of, like, stat increases or whatever like uh-huh. learnable but you can you can game it so that you can be like oh i can actually morph certain objects into other objects that permanently instead of temporarily increase things and just make yourself the most powerful creature in the entire planet 10 times <laughs> over and okay. you clearly like, aren't supposed to be able to do that but the option is there if you just go through the right series of bullshit <laughs> And there's, they're not like they're patching it to take it out. So it's like, it's just this game you can like slowly learn and it rewards you by giving you more and more ways to figure out how to break it as you do it. And it fucking rocks. And also it has some of the worst Eastern European voice acting you have ever heard. <laughs> which, I, like, Methinks you care little for your sister when I think on the time you have taken to return here. No talk, knave. What would you have me do? Indeed. So, Gandohar must have told you what we want. Forsooth, he did not explain it very clearly. You tell me. We want you to bring us the relic that once belonged to your family. And that is all, then? We demand that you also perform the ritual associated with the relic. Summon Azural's tomb? How do I know you will not kill my sister and myself when I have done this? That is a risk you must take. Then I have another suggestion. See, I thought uh, Elix was uh, one of the uh, letters of the Greek alphabet, which we're suddenly, learning, we're suddenly learning all of them pretty soon because it's Omicron, baby. Omicron seems cool as shit. Yeah. Whatever the fuck Omicron is. <laughs> I'm seeing our, our podcast doc. It says Omicron, baby. Omicron, baby. That is the David Cage. David Bowie. Is, They're both terrible. T- tell someone who's been sick and not doing anything for the last week what the fuck Omicron is. Oh, shit. She's got it's the Omicron. The, I don't I don't know what it is. Oh, she's going to the Omicron zone. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Tell me. It's the latest. Uh, it's the latest COVID variant. Oh Jesus Christ! You got it. Sorry. Yeah, of course there is. And it's it's come out of South Africa, where most people are not vaccinated because of vaccine patents. So a uh-huh. new one has developed, and it's now been found in England. Hey. And uh, I've I've seen conflicting reports of it saying that vaccination with booster is fine against omicron i've seen say the opposite i've seen people say or i've seen articles that uh cite uh, if you've had covid in the past and are vaccinated you should be fine so this is just our life now 
And I've seen people say that a man will land upon the moon in our lifetimes, but I'm not believing it. <laughs> I, say, I didn't. I say I thought didn't China just do that? Or yeah, were they going to soon? Yeah, everybody knows China's not real. <laughs> Are you telling me that the great our new great Cold War enemy is not real? Some sort of paper I mean, we can tiger, talk about that later say. in the show because it is on the docket. But yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah, great. <laughs> but yes, we are now living in Omicron. We're past Delta, Gamma, Iota. What happened to Delta? Delta is still around. Delta ain't going it's... away, baby. And then I fire my shotgun in the air. Yeah. The thing is, none of these have uh, really gone away. They've just mutated into stronger variants or different variants. Yeah, it's either you die stronger. or your body kills it. And or uh-huh. like it mutates and you sneeze it out on someone else's doorknob and they lick their doorknob. And <sighs> it would have been really great if when we had the vaccines developed, even how like maybe not the most perfect they are, they are very effective. It would have been great if, you know, we didn't put fucking patents on them and let everyone develop, you know, them for in their own country. With the technology that we give them. Would have been mighty nice. i tell you that much. Uh-huh. You notice how like smallpox isn't a thing anymore? Because yeah. the the vaccine was not patented. No. Like by design. <laughs> like he, I, I remember, uh, if, I, if I remember correctly reading, the inventor specifically asked, hey, don't fucking patent this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the name? Joseph Salt or Salt. something Salt? Yes. Uh, because yeah, he said, I'm failing world yeah. history uh, or fucking what's the uh, AP version of the US one? You know what I'm fucking talking about? AP US history? Yeah. A push. I'm failing <laughs> a push. <laughs> well, he he specifically said don't patent this because then we wouldn't be able to eradicate smallpox. And guess yep. what? Apparently there are only two uh, strains of smallpox that still exist. One in a lab in the U.S. and one in the lab in a lab in uh, Russia. Yeah, and that's it. The good news is, it, hence the name. It's really really small, so it can't hurt you. Yeah, it's yeah. just itty bitty. It's, it's a little a baby. Little, it's just it's a, a little, little guy. Yeah, just S M O L pox. Oh uh-huh. yeah, now we're talking small, small bean pox. <laughs> Heckin' small pox. <laughs> <laughs> God. But yes, this is our life now. We we don't get to have good things. We only get to have bad things and be continually sick. I mean, really, it is like the best like case scenario because, you know, we kind of already had like health austerity. But then you have to take into account, oh, shit, some people are like just naturally healthy or like, you know, not particularly prone to needing to buy health from us. So what if. Like, everyone was just potentially sick all the time. Yeah. And that's just my take on mental illness. I mean, isn't that the anti-vaxxers' arguments about both mental illness and COVID? Yes, basically. You just invented, like, like people who were too into Hegel's version of, like, anti-psychotic meds. <laughs> See, it's just, it's, like, when I do it, it's in, like, a cool, sexy, Fisherian kind of way. And when they do it, it's in a cringe. Fisherian. Uh, Fisherian, yeah. Uh Uh-huh, okay. You know, it's like how people say the sides of an Applebee's are Fisherian, you know? (laughs) Of course. No, like Mark Fisher, you know, like fucking capitalist realism, like ontology and shit. That's Derrida, but he used the word a lot. (sighs) I just didn't want to have to learn the Greek alphabet this way. (laughs) I'm going to be honest, I am learning it, and I did not know it very good. I learned it in college because I was a fucking freak. Did y'all know I was in a frat? No, ever mentioned that I, on pod? Ew. Not that I remember. I know it's gross, right? Every week, something to cancel you for. What I know, fuck? and yet I remain uncancelable. 
I want to die. <laughs> it's, be- it's because you were in a frat. Those are the uncancelable people. I'm like the Beetlejuice of getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, we're we're only nine nine Greek letters away from getting to Omega. Uh, oh no, are we gonna have to start saying Zed? Wait, that's not a Greek alphabet. I don't even know. <laughs> no, that's no, that's Canadians but, being gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we are we are only nine away and. There is no end in sight so far. Oh my god! No, oh my they'll god. be able to. They'll be able to keep going. We'll get like you know plus alpha and double plus alpha. Oh no, <laughs> this is very bad. Mm. Uh, so like, like I was already okay with the idea of like having to get a booster every year because I you know I get a flu you shot do that for the or flu, something. Right, yeah. it's a flu, it's a flu shot. That's fine. Yeah. And like you know, eventually the flu and the COVID vaccine would be in the same shot. Like, probably. Nice little cocktail. I hate to sound like a Posadist or something, but, like, what if climate change just kind of, like, fixes itself because, like, enough of the population dies that the major <laughs> capitalist centers kind of crumble? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, this... I mean, Posadas would have been okay with it being, like, nuclear war, but I guess since that's too devastating or something, like, we're, we're just, like, we're kind of post-nuclear because we're like, ew, that's gross. Yeah, no, this is the best way to do it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then from the ashes we rise and establish communism without having to do like uh, a long protracted class war and like a cultural revolution and shit. We're just like, we're doing communism. Come help. Uh, bring a gun. Uh-huh. I mean, the so old, Fallout then, 76. Yeah. <laughs> is that what happens in that? I still haven't played it. It's just, it just sits there installed and not being played. As it should. I mean, you know, you can, I guess you could do communism Fallout 76 if you wanted to. I guess you're doing it with other people online, so you could. Hey, we yeah. should just do that. We should start a Fallout 76 game where we just go onto the public service and establish communism against the whatever existing American empire people have built. Well, can you, like, communism need, like, a Xbox or, like, a, a PC or something that could play it then? Cause... <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> because that would be kind of fun. <laughs> can I go back a second? <laughs> sure. I want to hear about the frat real quick. <laughs> Can I hear about the frat? Oh, uh, shit, yeah. Uh, I thought that was, uh, like, just a, a hanging question to be funny. Uh, fucking... No, I mean, you can cut right there and just start the episode and never address it, but... No, yeah, I mean, I, I spent my first uh, couple semesters at Texas Tech and, like, just, like, half as a bit, half because I was, like, dumb and, like, still kind of conservative i was like i'm gonna join a frat and it's gonna be fun and it was terrible and i paid like twelve hundred dollars a year for it holy shit i know that's a lot of money and they're not even gonna buy the beer for you my parents paid it for two semesters and they were like all right what, what are you doing and you're like, they're like are you getting anything out of this and you're like it, i mean it, it was a bit like i wasn't getting anything out of it ever mom you gotta commit to the bit <laughs> mom everyone's going to make fun of me if i stop doing the bit now mom, if i don't I commit to the bit. bit then what do i have <laughs> What do I have? I'm 20 years old. I'm libertarian. I'm in a frat. And I hate myself. I don't know what else there is. Yeah. (laughs) If not that, then what? If not the bit, then then what do I have? That sounds terrible. I remember people came in when I was in college and, like, knocked on all the dorm room doors in the boys' dorm and were like, do you want to join a frat? And I'm just sitting there, like, darning socks because I just done laundry. And I'm like, yeah, I don't. 
I am think clearly, I want to I am do clearly that. a 60 year old woman. Can you please leave me alone? Right. I'm just like, I'm just sitting there holding like socks being like, I don't like, I just trying to figure out how to say nicely. Like, I don't like you from everything you have presented from the second I've opened the door. And I'm kind of mad at you for even having to open the door when I'm like folding my laundry. And you don't understand how amazing this is. Cause I'm so depressed. You can't like, me folding my laundry is a miracle. Now you interrupt with this being like, you want to be even more of a man? And I'm like, no. Obviously not. I don't. My, uh, my school system, the Cal States, they got rid of Greek completely. Rightly because so. Because of hazing. The UCs still have Greek, but Cal States, no more Greek. I think there are still some, maybe, but like almost no schools have Greek. Good. You, you know what I just realized? Hmm. This is entirely off the subject, but it I... So I I remember the like folding my laundry then in that instance in that first like week or two of school and I was in in a dorm for like a year of school and then I dropped out of school because mm. fuck that yeah I don't remember doing laundry ever <laughs> I must have but when I mean, now that you mention probably- it I'm kind of in the same boat. No, I remember doing laundry. I remember doing laundry. Like, Never mind. Like, no, I remember doing laundry at every place I've lived. Like, I have some memory of, like, where the washers were and doing it, or, like, yeah. if it cost money or not. And I'm like, I, did I just not do laundry for six months or something <laughs> and then just do it over break? I, what the fuck did I do? I was really I mean, depressed, but I thought I, I would a have question. a memory of yeah. it. Am I just remembering, like, bringing in, like, my last, like, load of clothes from home to have at school and I'm folding it, and then I never did laundry? I don't know. Hellish. This bothers me. (laughs) Nothing's impossible, Mario. Only improbable. Oh, my God. I remember a lot of being awake uh, all night and being upset that my roommate was a go-getter who wasn't as depressed as I was because we had completely opposite schedules then. Hellish. (laughs) All right. I'll do the intro. I think it's been a while since I've done it. Psychic Dolphin Garage. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode from the Psychic Dolphin Garage. I'm Dennis, he they. I'm Bo, he him. And I'm Charlie, she her. And that's everyone. And guess what, folks? It's a great day today, the day that we are recording this, Sunday, November 28th, because it is Engels' birthday. Hey! Hooray! Get him a party hat that says 110% that bitch. Uh, Engels, famous for writing a bunch of stuff. And telling everyone to stop saying that's what Mark says. My boyfriend did not say it that, you know, he's not anti-Semitic. He's actually a Jew himself. That yeah. angles. No, th- and this is great. And to celebrate uh, this day uh, of angles birth, we're going to read the entirety of the 1847 text, uh, a protective tariffs or free trade system by angles. Yes. Yeah, so oh, strap in gamers. So riveting. And that's the show. <laughs> Oh, I, so, oh, the Marxist.org archive took it down. I can't read this. Oh, God, she yeah. was going to do it, too. <laughs> that was the original duo Trier, Marx Mirror in Paris. and Engels. Engels was the more boring writer. <laughs> oh, it's still in Paris. Oh, this is really short. I could read the entire Wait, who thing. was in Paris? No, please don't. The, the mirror. The mirror of the, the article. Yeah. Can they say that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hi, everybody. Hi. Yeah. Who do you think... Um, because we love to speculate That's what who was is. the top yeah. and the bottom in Engels and Marx's relationship. I feel like Marx was just like 
a bossy bottom. Yeah, yeah but like tracks. bossy and like being incredibly lazy. He's like, no, I'm not doing anything. You're just gonna stick it in me. Yeah, that sounds about <laughs> right. Because he couldn't get off. Yeah, he couldn't get off of Angles's couch. I mean, you know, we've all been we've all been at least a little couch locked sometimes. Oh yeah. <laughs> And I think Angles was just sort of, like, passively atop. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he wanted a bottom sometimes, but, like, Marx just refused. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's a guy, that is a guy who the word fussy describes. Oh, incredibly. Oh, Come fussy. get this fussy. A fussy bussy. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Penis. Why I don't I hear it. that? A fussy bussy. Oh, my God. It's perfect. That's just IBS. Oh, my God. How many- how many times have I heard a guy say, like, I would lo- I want to bottom, but I have IBS? It's like, girl, like, I know that you probably do have IBS, but maybe you shouldn't be eating Takis all the time. <laughs> maybe maybe the, uh, the real IBS is uh, 7-Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's the fucking, like, like, meat tube that's been wheeling around for... <laughs> For 24 hours at room temperature. Hey, like he who is without the first without the first meat tube, throw the you know. I've yeah. never, I've never had one of those. It's simple. You put a meat tube in one end. You can't put it in the other end. You get one or the other. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to pick. It's like no, a fucking RPG no DPing here. of meat tubes. In 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 cell bussy syndrome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah actually since since you ate it that's vol cell that's voluntary celibacy yeah, yeah you signed up for this <laughs> uh-huh. you're, you're you're saying that that person who like works like a gig job and has to like eat at the 7-eleven and then like just like literally not poop until they get home because they're not allowed to use the bathroom anywhere because they're just a delivery worker for like a shitty company and like all of these things are going wrong for them and you're just like, you're voluntarily choosing to not have my dick in you. <laughs> no, they're voluntary. <laughs> yep. What's, exactly. what's the what's the buy a house version? Shut of up, this? you bourgeois hack. Yeah, you fuck, you're basically a landlord. <laughs> Lording that bussy. There you a go. landlord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I officially grossed myself out. Podcast over. Anyway, happy birthday, Angles. Uh, happy you were, birthday, Angels. You were incredibly homophobic, and you just said everyone who was gay was a pedophile, and that's not cool, but yeah, guess yeah, what? Not the most basic You're opinion. dead anyway. <laughs> hey, you had ideas on free trade. And that's all that we could really give you. That's something someone has, yeah. Uh-huh. Listen. I'm listening. Everyone's listening. That's all we're all doing. No, I'm talking to Angles directly in heaven. Oh. Okay. No one remembers hey, hey, he who may not you be are. Doing that. <laughs> no, Angles is in heaven. I, I, I was saying he was listening from heaven, not that oh, he okay. didn't go to heaven. Oh, okay, that's a stretch. <laughs> no, he's a good guy, unless he went to hell. Look, I I don't think this Catholic shit applies to Angles. Like, I really think that like he like he's just he's dead in the ground. He's decomposing, and his soul just wanders the earth out as a part of the collective miasma that haunts Europe and America, mm-hmm. which will one he day, is the ghost just, of communism. just like we will go super <laughs> Saiyan with that energy in the final fight. Like we'll, we'll call upon it like a spirit bomb, like yeah. Goku at the climax, uh, with his fight with Frieza. No, not with Frieza. <laughs> the one with boo. No, Oh no. I thought that he did this. It doesn't matter. Well, he's we'll done one of those spirit fucking bombs. No, the one, the one against Boo was the one where Mr. Satan, whatever the fuck his American name is, has like pretends to be the one doing the spirit bomb to get everyone on Earth to give up their 
their spirit energy so that mm. they can like smash Boo into oblivion and turn him back into like candy loving kid Boo or whatever because I guess he could be a friend. Yeah, that was that right. one. That's the one. Anywho, speaking <laughs> of marks and angles, uh, Bo brought to our attention this beautiful article from Deseret, which I believe is a Mormon. Yeah, uh, no, this is this is a website owned by the LDS Church. I hadn't looked into it at all, but that's disgusting. Yeah, I'm not surprised. The title of the article is Perspective, the Socialist at the Dinner Table. Subtitle, How to Survive a Holiday Gathering When Your Daughter Invites Karl Marx to the Party. <laughs> First and foremost, something I really love about this article is the header image, which is like, you know, your your generic corporate, like, uh, paper cutout, shitty art style, right? Mm-hmm. What is it called? It's like Memphis something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Memphis it's, Contemporary, we'll call it. We'll call it. it yeah. It's it's got the uh, it's got the paper cutoutness of South Park with the like flat coloring of Family Guy. Yeah, it's it's really uh, it's it's really yeah, hideous. It, it's it's corporate. Yeah, yeah it's, the, it's yeah. the corporate art style. Yes, vectors. Anyway, it's it's that art style, and someone in a dress in front of like a Christmas tree that's like hung with like Christmas ornaments. One's got a hammer and sickle. I think one's got like. It's kind of like the flag structure of like, you know, like five lines, like trans flag or lesbian flag or something, right? Which mm-hmm. flag is that? It's it's like orange and red. So I think that knowing the Mormons, that was unintentional. Probably, I'm sure, it but I still want to know which flag. That's the lesbian pride flag, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but like this color scheme means like you're like real into like setting shit on fire. Lesbian pyromaniac yeah. pride flag. Oh, I love her. Which I'm so here for. Yeah. Anyway, in front of uh, – to, to, to uh, the main figures left and right uh, is uh, their mother presumably looking distressed. And on the other side, Karl Marx, <laughs> who I guess uh-huh. got invited to Christmas somehow. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lich, the ghost of Karl Marx. Based. <laughs> I'd invite him. He seems like he'd be fun. I bet he's a cool Christmas hang. Better than yeah. – what, what better Christmas ghosts do you know? All the, all the Christmas ghosts we have in fiction suck dog shit. <laughs> They're all like, oh, you're going to die. It's like, I know, bitch. That's why I'm drinking eggnog, to not think about that. <laughs> so, so let's, let's read a little bit of uh, this. Yes. Uh, Bo, take it away. For a long time, story. I thought the biggest... No, I'm not going to read it in terrible nerd voice, Please. even though that's what it don't, deserves. Don't read it in... in yeah, that's Mormon face. That's yeah, illegal. That's Mormon face. I can't, <laughs> I can't fake that, yeah. Uh, for a long time, I thought the biggest and most troubling difference between my eldest daughter and me was how we feel about horses. Already fucking whack off the bat. I mean, but that's that's an incredibly Mormon statement. Yeah, yeah. No matter what their perspectives on horses are, they're they've got to. But be also, uh, what? No, what? No, hold on. What yeah. parent actually thinks that the only disagreement they and their child have is fucking? Hold your horses, you that. might say. A like, Mormon, like have you... I know that, but it doesn't make it better. No, but that is exactly how Mormons think, though. Like it's I know, just I like, a... grew up around so many real end of yeah, history shit, it's... huh? Like that's the only substantive thing they have going in their lives is like, oh, I fucking hate horses. Well, I adore horses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. guess what? If you disagree on this, you're not going to get that planet in heaven. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you better um, agree somehow. So I've been obsessed with them since childhood. Blah blah blah. The daughter doesn't like horses as much as the mom. Next paragraph. Lately, there's an even more distressing divide between us. My daughter, now 27, doesn't like capitalism. These days, she prefers socialism. This is a shocking development in my parenting career. Like, how fucking bought in? How fucking capitalist realism are you? I'm getting Fisherian again. <laughs> how fucking capitalist realism are you if, like, parenting career is something you say? A Mormon. 
A Mormon. That's how bought in you are. You are Mormon levels of bought in. Yeah. (laughs) All I'm hearing is that you actually did a good enough job raising your child that they didn't want to become a cruel bastard when they grew up. Like, you did a good job. Stop being unhappy about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She came home at the start of the pandemic, toting among her her other possessions, the Marx Engels reader. For Christmas last year, she gave everyone in the family a copy of the Communist Manifesto. I mean, that's from Amazon with unintentional irony. Everyone was excited but me. It's it's Veggie Tales. It's fucking Veggie Tales. I, I don't believe funny. I don't believe this happened. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> Every, it didn't. It didn't. Oh, it didn't. Yeah. None, no, none it this, for sure didn't. No, nothing anyone has ever written in this fucking newspaper has happened. Nine Eleven didn't happen. Um, everyone was excited but me, and they would all have all cracked them open and started reading right there under the Christmas tree. Had I distracted them by presenting everyone with holiday gnome socks, <laughs> just jingling jingling gnome keys, jingling like, ah, gnome look at the keys. socks, yeah. look at Although, the socks. No- you sweep all of the communist manifestos into the fireplace. Knowing the Mormons that I know, they would just like, oh, fun, a book, and just start reading it. Mm. Their yeah, lives that's are true. incredibly boring. Yeah. Do, do you all think right. they were all actually excited to? I'm going to pretend like this is real. Do you think they were all actually excited to read it, or do you think they're just conditioned to be like, "Oh, that's so kind of you. I'd love to learn about what you love." Yeah, that. yeah. You have to uh-huh. do like the emotional labor equivalent of like rolling a rock up a hill every interaction you have with these people. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, continuing. Recently, another daughter, a freshman in college, came home and said, no one likes capitalism anymore. She says this in a house paid for by capitalism, filled with things bought by a capitalist. Between you and me, it hurts. But I go ahead and open up the conversation. Eat my shit. No, (laughs) that's not how it goes. Uh, Under capitalism, it's every man for himself, she says when I try to engage her. Capitalism dehumanizes everyone because money is more important than human beings. It legit comes down to human greed. And it's like, Correct. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even say human greed at this point. It's kind of like an algorithm globe-spanning AI that is trying to eat itself. But, you know, mm-hmm. it stems from human greed, well, sure. So the, the mom identifies as a capitalist. Do you think she actually means, like, I own things? Like she's, like, a small business tyrant? My benefit? Like, like she's a landlord or a small business tyrant? Like, I would assume she might be, but I don't think she knows what it means because she says in the paragraph you, you skipped, I mm. didn't bother reading the manifesto. So I'm confident she doesn't know what that means. Also... Right. That home was not paid for by capitalism. You paid for that. Unless you are a landlord and your te- your tenants paid for your house. Yeah. Which I don't, seeing as the Mormons, case, are, fair very, enough. The Mormons right. are very, very strict about their gender roles. So unless that woman had to work, she doesn't. Yeah. I mean, she could still say it was paid for by capitalism because their dad's a landlord. Maybe she day trades. <laughs> I, I don't, but I don't think that she is. Like, she clearly, like, whoever whoever fake wrote this just isn't actually, like, aware of what a capitalist is. What capitalism is but, or but how they, it works, yes. They do, mm-hmm. they do seem to have at least an, a 101 level understanding of, like, what Words. someone who is, who is just learning about being against capitalism knows they're allowed to go to well, college for a little well, bit. I, I guess what I'm saying is I do believe that one of their kids came back and said under capitalism, it's every man for himself. Like I yeah. do believe that. Okay. Yeah. So, so to answer some of y'all's questions, actually, uh, yeah. this next okay, paragraph, okay. I point out gently that her transactions with her favorite restaurant down the street, a sushi spot run by a local family, 
uh, represent capitalism in its simplest form. Voluntary exchanges between individuals that improve the lives of each party. So there's your, no, that's there's your definition. Just, that's, just bar- that's, just, that's just called trade. Or that's just bartering. trading. Yeah, also, that's, that's just that like Utah, a market at best. Sushi from Utah. Oh, God. The Utah sushi. <laughs> run by a local family, if you you know can read the subtext su- of that. Sushi. Su- 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 Utah. Uh-huh. Sure. Mm, Never mind. Yeah. Look, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> it's sushi that they eat in, like, hard taco shells. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yes, de- definition of capitalism. For this, she has an answer that is one-size-fits-all rebuke to every argument in favor of capitalism. Jeff Bezos. Kid's got a point. Kid does have a point. This is 100% yeah. made up. Yeah. I don't have anything to say. It's made up. Go on. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just, it's it's that's all I have to say is that it's 100% made up and, like, there's no I, way the that kid this has is a real. point. This is the problem. This is probably made up, and they're still like I, the, the kid's still more right than the brighter who's making oh, yeah, it right. up to make Absolutely. it look wouldn't bad. It be, yeah. Wouldn't it be really funny if they got their information about capitalism by listening to this fucking podcast? <laughs> I mean, I think they get something out of it at least. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, they, I only they, say they that hopefully because get they're a fucking idiot. I only say that because the next paragraph is how the writer of this uh, article and her mother never really agreed on anything until. She turned 16, but unlike my children, I have not once uttered the phrase, eat the rich. <laughs> oh, God forbid. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, you know, her daughter has a one-size-fits-all rebuke to every argument in favor of capitalism. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> Continuing. There is much to be admired about the zeal of youth and the determination of every generation to overthrow the assorted idiocies of their parents and improve their own lot. The baby yes, boomers period. have been there Stop. and done Correct. that. Correct. Yeah, just that. No, they haven't. They haven't <laughs> been fact, there and done that. No, no, no. Charlie, you haven't heard the worst of it. In fact, the <sighs> baby boomers practically invented teenage rebellion with their shocking rock and roll music, long hair and hot pants. They too were rebels with causes. Civil rights, Vietnam, and free speech. Moreover, uh-huh. the anti-capitalist impulse is nothing new, and it's just as likely to be inspired by Henry David Thoreau as by Karl Marx. Thoreau, that's the Walden Pond asshole, right? That's the Walden Pond mm-hmm. asshole. So the yes. guy who like w- like had his laundry done by his mother up the road a few blocks, yes. but like lived in a in a hut at the pond for a year and just looked at the pond and said, "Wow, nature is kind of important." Like, I mean, yeah, that could inspire a basic capitalist sentiment to understand that, like, oh, colonialism is an expropriation and uh, an exploitation of the land. And you could you you could probably also, like, get there. Maybe my mom shouldn't be the person doing all my laundry. I'm forty. <laughs> but it's like you, you could probably you could probably get there to some sort of understanding of like oh I understand sort of the political economy of 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 colonialism and its relationship to nature and how we frame other things and so like, you, but but you definitely read Karl Marx. At some no. point in that process. No, yeah, person, as much as I like no. to shit on this type of person, like, you can be Chet Hanks and class conscious. Like, I hate to say it, but it's technically possible. <laughs> but, okay, but here's the thing. This person clearly has not read Marx, but instead read a lot of D- Henry David Thoreau because the next three paragraphs are about Thoreau. Yeah, they're, they're a book <laughs> Oh, report. God, we so they haven't those. even, re- yeah. they haven't even, like, read, like, Marx for Dummies or something. No. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually have a really good uh, book called Marx for Beginners. It's really good because it really breaks down uh, Hegelian thought. Oh, no, Hegel, again, already. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, well, because, like, you know, dialectal materialism comes from, you know, comes from Hegel. But it really breaks down what the hell materialism or, like, dialectics is. It's actually really useful. So I that's 
that's a suggestion from me. Not this fucking book. <laughs> or not this fucking article, though. Yeah, which speak let's 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 get through this the the fucking uh, end of it here. Please, please. I'm praying yeah. to every god, but especially the Mormon one, show some fucking mercy. <laughs> um truth is, mo- I'm skipping the book report by the way. We don't need to know more about yeah. the row. <laughs> you you might say we're not being thir- you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thir- um, yeah, yeah. Continuing the article. Truth <laughs> is, most of us eventually turn out alarmingly like our parents, which is why the progressive insurance Dr. Rick advertising campaign is so funny. In the commercial, Dr. Rick coaches young people on how not to do things their parents do, like texting with one finger or planning to leave a football game in the third quarter. This is just how these people talk. They just recap ads to each other. That's, again, Mormonism. Well, that's, again, that's Mormonism. Like, yeah, yeah. This is, yeah. there is a subset of people out there who, like, that nothing tells me I will not get along with a person faster than if they ask me, did I see an advertisement because it was funny as hell? And I'm like, I don't like you yeah the fact that you see advertising the fact that whenever i you see an advertisement you don't erupt into a thick viscous fucking boiling rage like come on yeah like smash your smash your monitor because you saw a sidebar ad like a real fucking human being okay (laughs) you fucking pod person (laughs) we're pod people Speaking of mental issues, the company's chief marketing officer, Jeff Charney, told the Washington Post that he built the campaign around a psychological concept called introjection, which is the human tendency to adopt the ideas and values of people around us. Psychologists used to believe that kids started becoming more like their parents when they have children, but now they think it starts when they buy their first house, which is something (laughs) my kids have yet to do because of, you know, Jeff Bezos. Yes, Kind of correct. A different person Uh than Jeff Bezos, but yes. Yeah, like, you wonder why, like, the kids hate the capitalism when they're material conditions that, like, if they, if they, like, not even are out of the house, but even just, like, work and, like, still live with you or something, like, they still get it because they're working. And like, yeah, you know, they see like the shit. only reason they see that shit's fucked. The up. only reason these kids haven't stopped talking to their parents entirely at this point is because, like, they clearly, as quote unquote capitalists, I guess somehow have enough money that like they're not giving it to their children because they want them to earn it, quote unquote, uh-huh. like they did. But they're still like, like their material conditions are able to be propped up by their parents enough that they don't feel like they can just leave. But they also believe all their friends because you're all experiencing the same shit material conditions. And yeah. you know what? Yeah. If they, if your kids, if you just given your kids the money, this is the thing is if you just given your kids the money to buy a house at the age of 24 or whatever, as soon as they graduated college or even before they graduated college and just did that, they just be little. They would not yeah, believe be this. They would yuppies. just be capitalists. Yeah. Yes. So they would. So that's the really wild thing, too. You touched on this briefly is that this is, like, the bracket of, like, people who are really mad taxes on billionaires exist when they're making, like, 70000 a year, you know? Mm-hmm, so, like, mm-hmm. their, like, their legacy is this this three-bed, two-bath outside of Gary, Indiana, with just a basement full of radon. Just fucking, <laughs> you step foot in there, you look at that basement wrong, and you're dead, right? <laughs> That's a thing people worry about, right? Radon. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. You need to... I, we don't have basements in Texas. <laughs> Look, I know that no one our age who's listening is a homeowner, but like maybe a homeowner you do Got need em. to test for radon in your basement because it's not healthy for you and it, it can get really bad. You should do that. The national radon test is about to begin. Radon is a naturally occurring, invisible, and odorless radioactive gas that comes from uranium in the ground. Outdoors, it's dispersed into the atmosphere. 
Inside, it can enter through cracks in foundation walls and floors or other openings to the ground like a sump and become trapped in your home. This is when it becomes a problem. Research has shown radon to be the nation's second leading cause of lung cancer, right after cigarette smoking. You should test no matter where you live. Radon has been found all over the United States. About 1 in 15 homes will have an elevated level. Testing is the only way to find out. If you actually, if you are a homo nerd, uh, you are our target audience and also three-thirds of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, really? You all own a home? Yeah, yeah. Th- th- literally, uh, I, I, I check the analytics. Everyone who listens, a big old homo nerd. Oh, oh, oh I got it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay, good. Good. Glad we sit I'm gonna I'm no. gonna finish out this dog shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna pinch this turd here. <laughs> While I wait, I may not be able to talk to my chil- talk my children out of socialism, but I know how to make a deal. I'll tell my daughters that I will read every word of the Communist Manifesto twice if they will read Milton Friedman's Capitalism and Freedom. Wait a minute. If all else fails, I'll take them shopping. Hold on, hold on. I need to look something up. Capitalism and Freedom. I need to see. How many how, pages that how is? Many, how many pages I'm only that is. interested yeah. in Milton Berle's Capitalism Because the manifesto is like 40 pages. Okay, I'm going to Amazon. I'm going to look on the Jeff Bezos site to see how many pages... It's his fault, you know. This book is... It's 230 pages. You'd have to read the Communist Manifesto like 20 <laughs> times to be even close. Like, that is not it's a, a pamphlet. fair trade. You just picked it... No. You picked... So, like, that's the thing is they're, 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 they're telling their readers, I'll read the Communist Manifesto twice, and they're like, wow, you're going to read like a thousand pages to, just to get your kids to read one Friedman book. <laughs> and it's like, they have no idea what the Communist Manifesto is. It's, right. It's fucking like 10 pages. Yeah. Actually, the ma- although the manifesto is great, it's it's a lot of fun. Very fire. And they give it to you in every liberal arts class at your local university. Yeah. If any, you know what this isn't real is because this person would not give out the manifesto. They'd give out State and Rev first. State and Rev is yeah. good. Read State and Rev. I, I pulled out the Communist Manifesto that was on my bookshelf because uh, it's 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 forty four pages, and this thing is like. The size of a mass market paperback. Yeah, it's longer it's than I thought, but like you still uh-huh. have to read this five times to make this a justifiable trade. <laughs> right. It's not. You got to like watch a YouTube video. You got to really fucking. And you know yeah. what else? What's up? The, the the author says, hey, I'll read. I'll make them this trade, but fully admits like as of writing that like basically this author is saying I'm writing this like it's in the past, but I'm going to end it with a thing I'll definitely propose to my children in the future after having already written an article saying I am bothered to read that shit. Yeah, these very uh-huh. real conversations had with, with their daughters, yeah. Like, literally the kids are going to read the thing in Deseret News because they're just obliged to as a family oh, tradition. Oh god, they like open it like the day of Christmas morning. And fucking like all have to yeah. sit and pretend to read it before opening anything else. Yeah, and then Ugh. and then they're gonna open up their presents and receive a copy of Milton Friedman's Capitalism and Freedom, and their mom's gonna be like, "What do you think about that deal?" And they're like, "Shut, Shut up! The you're not gonna read up. that thing. You you, you yeah. know that you're not gonna read it." I'm only it. here. I'm yeah. only here because like I got kicked out of my apartment. <laughs> yeah, because of Jeff Bezos. Fucking Jeff Bezos. I'm only here because I almost died of radon poisoning in the house that I had to rent for three thousand yeah. dollars a month. Still in Utah, too. It's like, come on. Mm-hmm. I know, right? Mormons definitely still use that, like, fake snow that you, like, spray on uh, Christmas trees that is incredibly... Flocking? Yeah, that's incredibly poisonous. Is that what radon is? <laughs> yeah. Every every Mormon I've known is definitely has, like, 
like like a little bit of a hoarding thing going on because they're sort of like obliged religiously to like you know keep a bunch of food just in case of emergency for each other well, and yeah, i can I mean, res- I, you know i can respect that but like every single friend i had whose family was mormon when i was a kid had like stockpiles of way more than just food and it was pointless shit and christmas flocking is the kind of thing that would have been in there yeah uh mormons are the america's first hoarders and uh doomsday preppers yeah they're absolutely doomsday preppers yeah well that is part of their religion but yeah uh, you get a a planet after after the doomsday which is great yeah and you get a whole planet so so they're so they're they're right-wing posadists Oh, yeah. don't say oh, that. No. You're going to break my fucking brain here. No, uh, yeah, no. In the, oh, in the, my God, uh, you're, you're right. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't to, want to acknowledge in the, that. In the, in, the, in, the poli- in the political thing of like, uh, what's the political compass of, of what is it? It's like left to right and like um, reform to uh, nuclear winter. Yeah. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the, you up, up, yeah, top, top side, you have Posadism on the left uh lds on the right wow yeah and in the middle of this venn diagram it's uh doesn't like gay people <laughs> angles yeah <laughs> mormon angles uh-huh. angles angles is the other circle of this venn diagram and all three of them disagree that they don't like gay people oh no <laughs> they all think of them to be perverts and pedophiles <laughs> yeah i and did, did you read the last line of this article yeah at least i'll take them shopping yeah ladies be shopping women be shopping to be fair very telling to be like i will espouse the benefits of capitalism which touches on nothing of the problems that they want to see fixed by just taking them to the last standing kmart and buying like Uh a newly printed vinyl of like Artie shaw's great clarinet hits and being like look (laughs) it's culture a cd of a fucking like censored lana del rey song Uh (laughs) yeah that is Oh man, just taking me back to like I grew up next to uh, an incredibly Mormon city. It's got the largest amount of uh, Mormons per capita outside of Provo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh god, that is just so much. Like I, it's nostalgic almost. Honestly, I, I know I've told this <laughs> the story on the podcast before, but like I went and visited, you know, one of my Mormon friends who was like my friend because he was definitely very lapsed and refusing to participate. And he went to BYU in Idaho, and I went there. And it was like a uh, fucking dystopia. It was uh-huh. eerie. It felt bad. Like they grow beards. Like whatever, now. What, whatever capitalism becomes, it's what it felt like. Oh, like the no. point at which, like you know, you can't get caffeine in public anymore anywhere because we all just take the pet pill at home through the tap, and we all have a severe and strict set of rules about how many like Bibles you have to keep between you at all times between different genders and how everything is just very very two genders and also like there's just not people walking around on the streets between certain times because everyone has the same fucking schedule wow because that's how they keep control like it was fucking eerie like it felt like though it felt like the way that like they try to portray fucking north korea in <laughs> shitty documentaries god damn like, honestly that's the only other place i felt that vibe and i'm kind of not kidding well, that's that's wonderful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's 
some capitalist realism for yeah, you. They're, they're really fucking it. Go, I'll yeah. go live in the goddamn DPRK before I live in fucking BYU, Idaho. God, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's not really even a choice. Like, that's just I don't obvious. even fucking know Korean. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, don't know if I have the mental capacity to learn any other language. But, uh, shit, I'll take it. <laughs> but, like, the state will provide you all the tools to learn it. Shit, you're right. And let you. I'm just fucking and watching Muzzy videos like, in my, like... Uh-huh. <laughs> fucking quarantine hotel for two weeks like oh i'm gonna be so good at this What's i did actually i did watch uh i over the quarantine i have watched uh muzzy which is now available in uh mandarin oh fuck yeah that's tight uh-huh wow. it'll be very useful because pretty soon we will be uh blown to smithereens by china according to literally every news outlet yeah that's what uh, they're saying uh-huh well Trigger warning, it's a Fox News article. Oh my god. <laughs> Every week you bring a Fox News article. Like They're so is, good. They're like crack. I can't help it. <laughs> it is so good how bonkers they are. But Taiwan scrambles Air Force fighters to warn off 27 Chinese jets in buffer zone. By the way, uh, Taiwan's buffer zone, uh, if, we, if we believe that Taiwan is its own country, which it's not, uh, even under Taiwanese definition, this would not be a buffer zone. It's just like... It's just other Taiwan. It's just other China. Like, they, they can't do this. But anyway, the, the buffer zones overlap. <laughs> like, there's well, I, huge well, parts I, I, of it that overlap. I'm looking at the Republic of China fucking tweet that they put in here. Yeah. And yeah, the, the what I'm assuming this big square, which is the buffer zone, is literally most of the sea around it and a giant chunk of the mainland and the states that like the like two states in it yeah it's a huge part of china that's a hell of a buffer zone yeah but there's been rumors there's been rumblings that uh because of this and because of the united states sending who doesn't by the way recognize taiwan as a country but Mm -hmm. instead recognizes both china and taiwan as china making this incredibly confusing uh, to talk about right well i mean it's the republic it's the republic of china versus the people's republic of china but when you talk about it that way it's like oh god which one was which <laughs> it's very well hard. i mean this, well but that's that's what always happens you have the republic right. of korea and the people's democratic republic or the democratic people's republic of korea mm-hmm. right but like, <laughs> it's like it's it's not really confusing it's just the one that took out like people's or democratic is the not democratic one <laughs> right. that's run by capitalists. Well, the the confusing thing is is why the like we know why the United States is going to send aircraft carriers to help China protect itself from itself, which is what's been probably that's happened in the past, it's very likely going to happen to the future if it hasn't already happened. But officially, when the United States does it, uh sends aircraft carriers to protect Taiwan, they're officially protecting China from China. Okay, you're just saying on paper it looks funny. Yeah, it's a very okay, silly I thing to have done. Because sure. obviously they're what they're doing is they're sending uh they're sending troops in to protect Taiwan, uh quote unquote protect Taiwan from China, who is like, hey, why are you <laughs> flying planes over here illegally? How dare you shouldn't you have fly done any that. Fucking planes. Fuck you, you son of a bitch. But also the parts of China that uh Taiwan is flying a lot of planes in happens to be where a lot of semiconductors are being made. Um and the United States is looking to make a bunch of semiconductors uh in uh Arizona and other parts of the desertous uh, United States with uh you guessed it a lot of Taiwanese money. Oh, wow. So oh. if we are going to go to war with China anytime soon, uh they'll come up with some sort of red scare bullshit very likely. What do you mean come up like will come up with. Like this has been nothing yeah. but red scare bullshit no. about China for like 
most of my life, but especially the last year and a half. Yeah, but they'll like, they'll say like it's- every single day they're making up new shit that China is doing that's repressive and evil, and it's just right, nonsense. But that'll be the this will be the red scare nail in the red scare coffin. Like it'll it'll be some completely egregious <laughs> thing that they going to they, fucking war over computer chips to put in teslas we thought it was going to be oil it's actually going to be the next thing well it, like they're going to come up if anything it's going to be something like the spanish-american war where the united states just you know false flag sh- uh, sinks their own ship yeah you know it's <laughs> going to be one of those i mean we saw that we yeah we saw that they, they were showing those 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 vi- those videos of like oh we're taking satellite images of space of the desert in China where they're building a gigantic uh, U.S. shaped aircraft carrier to test on and one I'm like wow that's actually kind of badass that they might have a gigantic aircraft carrier on rails in the desert for target practice to like test ship it's, it's very guns. it's very fucking apocalypse punk yeah yeah mm-hmm. no that's super cool second it's just an aircraft shaped aircraft carrier shaped aircraft carrier like they're just saying it's american <laughs> it's like i'm sure they do have like a testing i mean really how different carrier. can a fucking aircraft carrier be shaped and i'm sure there's some very yeah, fucking I, horrible I, person who has an answer to that and i don't want to hear it right Exactly. <laughs> You're taking pictures of these from space. You can't take a picture of a fucking like aircraft carrier deck shaped thing from space and be like, "That's American." Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's a. It's got a big old red, white, and blue uh, like, <laughs> color scheme. <laughs> yeah, you see, you see that it's got George Bush's face with his mouth hanging open for where they click the slingshot into. So it's like his tongue is launching your plane. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, very likely, um, I have a feeling that the United States isn't going to just jump into a war. It like because everyone kind of remembers Iraq and Afghanistan. <laughs> like they're at least not going to do it under a Democrat. They're going to do more Cold War shit over a Democrat. But yeah. if if Trump gets into office, it's going to be an actual war or whoever. Yeah, Pence, whoever it is. Well, Buttigieg, Cotton. I don't know. He who just switches sides, like to like, hey, whatever's <laughs> most expedient. Well, see, here's the thing: is like we we're talking. So there's multiple things going on here. Which is one, we're talking about it as a Cold War, which suggests that like all of the Cold War stuff was fought as proxy wars. Now, I I will like go to my grave like just thinking that Afghanistan was in part just a huge proxy war in the Cold War. Like, that sort of, like, that marked the shift from, like, Russia to China mm-hmm. as, like, who we're doing proxy wars with. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, all of the stuff coming out out of uh, uh, our news organizations about China keeps focusing on the border with Taiwan, the border with Hong Kong, or the border with Afghanistan. Like, those are the three spots that we, that all the atrocities happen, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's notable. I mean, you're not. I I could under, I could see that. <laughs> and so I'm I'm just saying I think that's part of the long term just sort of incidental shift mm-hmm. in Cold War rhetoric. And on top of that, like the the news has been backpedaling a lot of the atrocity stuff because they're just like ah the Uyghur genocide has stopped now. And they're also like oh that it whole... ran out like a tap. Yeah, yeah. They just kind of they were just like ran out ah, of Uyghurs. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what they're like. That's what they said is like, I took a bus ride and I took some pictures of like barbed wire and shit. And now you I'm know, that's scared why, that's why that I, they uh, may have fully, fully destroyed Uyghur culture. And I'm like, I don't know. Fucking that doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a thing that happened that like there be reporting. And even it to if me. it was, Whatever what do you it want is, me to do? 
what do you want me to do? Well, that's don't make me mad at like certain movies that come out. Like, yes, no, that's the point of those articles. Is it's part of the Cold War do you, culture. Do you want me to like part, post a fucking your picture sub- of Xi Jinping as Winnie the Pooh? Is that what you fucking want from me? Yes, that's what they want. That's explicitly what that's they even want. Too much. I'm too like, lazy for that shit. <laughs> well, because that's the other thing is like they also did the new the reporting recently that oh China's social credit score thing is actually just sort of like a state run Better Business Bureau, and it's not actually who would have guessed a thing who would have guessed I, right who it's just a thing that like made small business owners have to be less of a shithead and. I can see why Americans don't like that, but they could have just told that story and it would have yeah. worked. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so they're walking back a lot of the old talking points. They, they did the, 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 who is it? Peng Shuai thing this last couple of weeks where, you know, she posted a thing on, on Weibo about how like, you know, Hey, I had a relationship that with the, uh, one of the leaders of the, communist party and he invited me to his house with his wife and was like i want to start our affair again let's do it and kind of like pressured me into starting it and then we had sex and it kind of felt a little icky about it and i didn't like it and it felt i felt pressured and i'm not sure if they they had sex or not Mm. uh the the translation i was able to get just says relationship but that all said like basically she just said like because then all the news stations reported that like there's a me too case in in china Mm. And it was a really, really a fucking bummer because it was like, well, as like her post went down off of Weibo after that because she's just like, I don't like this whole. I, I hate that this like, has become like a oh, my story became an international yeah. shit mm-hmm. show. Yeah, she might have taken it down. It might have been taken down. I don't fucking know what yeah. happened. I would assume she probably just took it down. But then the news stories just said for like an entire week, she's missing. She's gone. She's being held prisoner and oh, tortured. No. And then. Then like there's just, there's just videos of her like doing shit places just going to the life just like yeah, Starbucks or something sh- yeah. <laughs> yeah just like doing like a like a like a like a tennis camp with kids oh, and nice. shit and it's like I, I like I don't know I'm I'm not I'm not enough of a conspiracy theorist to be like oh it's definitely like it's a body double all, yeah like, obviously they, that's what, yeah they want me to believe it's all controlled and that like she's being forced to say those things yeah. or else and it's like I don't know I really think she's just having a bad time because her statement about like this really heartfelt thing about like I had this really shitty relationship that was actually you know really really incredible for like a decade like I was fucking head over heels about this mm. thing and then I kind of got pressured into starting it again. It made me feel worse, and now I'm depressed, and my brain is bad. And then it turned into an international. China is destroying uh, the possibility a Me Too victim will ever get justice because she was raped. And I'm like, holy is, shit! Is China up. doing the one doing is, that? I, yeah. Is that what you got from this? I, I, I'm, I'm like, yeah. No, the 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 fucking like, no. It's it's our news that is preventing that possibility from happening because that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We blew it up into an international Cold War fucking incident, yeah. and everyone online is literally posting pictures of Xi Jinping as Winnie the Pooh, and every single fucking China related thing I'm on on Twitter is just like, ah. Where is Peng Shuai? And it's like, I don't fucking... Living her life. Like, (laughs) obviously that situation sucks, but like, goddamn. Yeah, I don't know what the... Like, I again, I'm just over here. I don't know what the whole deal is, but this is what I've been able to gather by like reading her fucking like uh, Chinese Twitter posts, whatever, Weibo. Damn. Um, Like... I, it's like she's still putting posts on there. Like you can, I'm just putting them in Google Translate to read them. It's not easy, but I'm. Yeah, you gotta, gotta, you get the gist of it. Yeah. But to the point that I was trying to make is like you are supposed to feel like 
your attention being paid is what made it stop apparently mm-hmm. when it's actually probably much more complicated oh yeah no shit that's a great take that, as much yeah, as like, it's essentially like pavlovian consent manufacturing like where every time you yes. believe what, what, we oh have, my God. what we have sold you on uh you you have done you've done yourself a good job here's you know here's your reddit goal yeah yeah it's it's because like i i don't want to sound like i'm making any statement about what like what i do or do not believe happened because i'll be the first to admit i'm not there i don't know regardless Regardless, the point of the, the the media cycle in the U.S. about it is, yes, look at it, pay attention to be angry about it and post things. It, you know, that means it stopped your attention, like your your belief an idea. It's an idealist thing. Your idea mm. that it is bad manifested into real political change within the world. And they ramped it down because you paid attention. Thank God. The whole thing Thank of Peng Shui is, yeah, you pay attention to me, too, and get mad about it with us, the media. And then everything's going to wind up okay eventually. Even if it's all repressive, it's going to wind up okay. But you believed you hard enough. You clapped and your the fairy heart. came back to life. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's the cold, ongoing Cold War cultural thing we're going to be seeing a lot more of. And this whole Taiwan thing is very much mm. the same. Like, we need you to be scared and mad about China and its incursion by the uh, People's Republic of China. And by being mad about the fact that, like, they're not respecting the the no fly zone of Taiwan, mm-hmm. then like th- that's going to lead to something where they say, ah, China has backed down on our military strength. I just don't think we're at the point where we can sink our own ship and start a fucking war with China. <laughs> no, like, we're not there this yet. Is, but we're this is another someday. one of those where like some planes just barely clipped the bottom corner mm-hmm. of the the Taiwan no fly area. Mm. I almost for... wonder if we'll ever get to the the false flag sort of situation though because <laughs> no I I only say this because I think that people would be too skeptical. Do you think? I think a handful of people would be too skeptical and be like there's no way that they would actually do that because it would be like economically unsound for China to have done mm. that because and also, also for us. Well, also for us cuz we're the large like as much as we may hate each other or these these states might hate each other, they are like their biggest markets. We, we are dependent on them for our basic functioning as a country. Yeah. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to sound like a dangus, but I respect that as a strategy. Respect the hustle. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> <no>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's going to work, but I do hope whether or not they meant it, it inadvertently No, no, works. no. Uh-huh. Fucking, while, while we were out here, while the US was out here in the fucking, you know, like post-war period, like, you know, just grabbing up Nazi scientists left and right and, uh, you know, letting them take the helm on the American project. While we were out here securing a future for uh, certain types of children, uh, China was securing the fucking bag. All right. Props <laughs> to them for that. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, accidentally becoming a supporter of market economy socialism by being like, "Well, hey, they got the bag. They, they secured, secured the it. bag. That's mm-hmm. that's a materialist thing, that's analysis. That's the one thing Americans Whether have to respect. They secured the bag. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a bag. They got it, and now they're building railways. Yeah, everywhere. absolutely. Yeah. Like to, to make a, to make a fucking coat, you need a certain number of uh, yards of linen. Uh, but to make drip, you need I don't know." Swag? How many yards of linen do you have to secure to make the bag? Yeah, yeah. God. See, the goal is you make those linen, uh, you make those bags, make bags for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Fucking start an LLC. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So the, 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 I think the statement I want to make overall is we are already well into the Cold War consent manufacturing era with China, 
And I don't I don't know what comes next, because usually like like if it follows the same trajectory, of the previous Cold War, we're going to have to start getting into proxy wars in places on the border with China mm-hmm. that have like socialist revolutions going on. And I'm like, Mongolia. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I was, are, are we going to like is, Nepal? Uh, I fucking... can't wait for Battlefield Everest. That's going to be a game that doesn't suck shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, are we going to? Well, I don't know. Is there a socialist revolution in Kazakhstan? I don't know shit about no. it. No. <laughs> It's it's solidly. A I mean, we're definitely like we're probably buddied up with like India, so, and, and we've already sort of like really made some moves at pa- at Pakistan, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which really like show a sort of like oblique alignment with India. I would I would argue during the Afghanistan war. Yeah, <laughs> Afghanistan invasion. Sorry, I don't want to call it a fucking war. <laughs> like I mean, it was it was a I don't know what to fucking call it. It was it was looting. It was a, yeah, yeah, international imperialist uh, looting. It was, well, it, yeah. was a colo- it was it was a colonial venture. It's like the end of Red Dawn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mongolia, Japan. Well, they. I mean, the well, farmers already, movement's doing some cool shit. Japan's yeah. uh, uh, oddly enough, I'm wearing my Japanese Communist Party T-shirt right nice. now too. Cool. Uh, Japan's uh, communist experiment was already done uh, back in the 50s, uh, and the FBI stopped it. Uh, literally with guns because they like the Japanese communist party, you know, after being devastated by two nuclear bombs and to this very day, they are pacifists, but they're also anti-colonial and want the United States out of Okinawa. So they were actually going to march onto the diet and just like sit in and take, take over the diet peacefully and just be Mm. like, okay, get out. But the FBI stopped them with actual guns, uh, which uh, are, mostly they're not illegal in japan they're just incredibly hard to have yeah unless it's like a cool p90 that like folds into your arm or something you know something very cyberpunk like that it's uh it's yeah straight Mm -hmm. out the window most of the people most of the people who have guns in japan are like are hunters or they like live in the uh like live in the parts where there are like bears that just like walk up to your your house yeah and much unlike my neighbor totoro you cannot befriend them uh, no well, maybe you can befriend them if anyone would it would be a like a cute little japanese kid yeah absolutely who learns a lesson about death because that's what that's what those <laughs> oh. movies are like sometimes <laughs> like they don't mm-hmm. die but like they learn about death no and it's like poignant but also a bummer yeah well you know what else is a bummer that involves children death yeah that's a great way to start a sentence sure COVID-19, because uh, children okay, and teens okay. lead a surge in the COVID-19 cases here in the United States. Kids these days with their Pokemons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the latest one. It's Corona. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, adults are all getting, uh, what is it, Omega now? Omicron. 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 Omicron is the shit that, like, that's like what fucking Optimus Prime calls his mids. <laughs> <laughs> this Omicron strain. That's how Optimus Prime sounds, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. He sounds evil as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, all, all, all the adults are getting Omicron now, and so the kids are getting into original COVID, like they're collecting VHSs or something. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's like vinyls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm trying to get some Domicron, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all, right. all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's been my time. Thank you very much. Bye. And then I just walk off stage. <laughs> so this comes from Press Herald, uh, written by Eric Russell. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Eric. Press Herald. That's uh-huh. a that's a wrestler name. Press oh, Herald. Great, yeah. So uh, cases of COVID nineteen amongst children are increasing far faster than all other age groups in Maine. So I guess this comes from Maine. I didn't know that. Well, that's where the Press Herald is. I guess everyone so. knows the Press Herald. <laughs> Creating concerns amongst pediatricians that children are spreading the virus to older and more at risk residents while facing risks to their own health as well. Over the last month, 
Maine's overall seven-day case average has increased by 49% from 463 on average in late October to 688 cases on average this week, according to data from the Maine Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Among individuals under the age of 20, however, the increase has been 83% during that time, more than 100 cases per day on average. So here's the thing. This, like, we knew that this was going to happen because they were going to open up the schools and we don't have... Because kids didn't initially get COVID, we don't know the long-term risks for kids, but we see in adults things like lower lung capacity for potentially life, uh, heart failure or like heart disease for potentially life. Uh, We don't, we don't know how long it's going to, so you are potentially just completely handicapping these kids' health by, by just like chopping off their you might as well chop off their legs or something might as well chop off their lungs yeah <laughs> because uh, we, we do not support doing any of these things to children no we don't but, <laughs> but but we knew that this was gonna happen and you know they may not get as sick initially as their parents or other people taking care of them but they could like i know so many moms who get sick when their kids are sick like, because it just happens. Because mm. kids are gross. Kids are fucking nasty little germ factories. And that's yeah. fine. You can still love them. Mm-hmm. But, like, acknowledge at least, like, they are vectors of disease akin to fucking bubonic rats. But yeah, like, you, you have to train them like rodents to, like, wipe their boogers in only one corner of the house as, like, like you yeah. get, you get that when they're an adult. Clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Once they find their spot. But, like, you have to work on that with a child until they're, like, an adult. And then, like, a normal person, you just, like, wipe them on the other side of the couch forever only <laughs> yeah <laughs> but or just flick them square across the room and an empty can <laughs> of Coors Light can I get a hell yeah <laughs> no okay we don't know the kind of danger that we're uh we're setting kids up for and we also like they could be creating new variants within their own bodies at like schools and then sending them back home and getting their parents sick again like this is literally never going to end. We're going to, we're going to have yep. to continue to do this. And it's quite depressing. The easiest thing to do right now would be, there are two things that we could do right now to help curb these things. Make sure that everyone gets a vaccine. Uh, you know, Pfizer's been approved uh, all the way to age five, which is great. Mm-hmm. Which has Good. been renamed age five, sir. Out of respect. When you say yeah. all the way to age five, you mean down to five? Yeah, down to, down to age five. Okay. So if you're going to kindergarten, Guess what? You can get vaccinated. If you're listening to this podcast at age five, yeah, at age five, uh, your parents have already fucked up way worse than not getting you vaccinated. So you know, I, mean, I, I didn't get autism until I was 28. Now kids are getting it earlier and earlier. <laughs> oh, kids these days, they don't know how good they got it. <laughs> but we also could just like I know I as an educator, I know that it is difficult and it is not like you're not able to educate the way that you know how to and kids are losing out on a lot of like social interaction but they can't be back in school they just can't it's it's dangerous yeah and as with most things uh they could have been back in school a lot fucking earlier if we had managed this at like at all like adults yeah you know yeah who could have guessed that this would have happened and completely derailed us Mm. like and probably for the rest of history fucking fukuyama i mean at this point it's been going yeah yeah what the fuck is history mr fukuyama (laughs) fuck you that's the thing that's so fuck like i know we've said this already but it still gets to me it's just like i mean like it's this strange combination of both like spectacle and ongoing material harm where it's like 
you know, I think most of us are experiencing this through like graphs and statistics, but like, I mean, I had the shit. I mean, yeah, yeah, like some of us had it. A lot of us know someone who had it. Um, it's not like, but like, and, and you know, I think we're all one or two degrees removed from someone who died from it at this yeah. point. Uh, I know yeah. I'm only one degree. Like I know a friend who knows someone who died from it. Like that's, yeah. I think where most of us are at Th- that all said, it's like, does it end? Like, is it <laughs> like, is this just what a how, question. It, how it goes now? Or I, cause like, this is the thing is we're, we're at a point in society where we're all so atomized that unless we're like building an actual in-person movement that explicitly like unless we're being fucking luddites and refusing to like post our goddamn movement on the internet side note don't post your goddamn movement on the internet just make friends and do a movement like you will become known by everyone who it matters that you are known to and it does not matter no, anyone no, no. else posting is praxis no it's not it's, it's not. not don't do it it's like, do, like, like you can do it just understand that it's for funds and that's mm-hmm. all. And, but like, but like, unless you you're are building doing a, fucking 2015 Steven Universe posting. Yeah. But just for, you do know, that politics. forever. Yeah. 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 So it's like, like, it's, like we are. <laughs> so unless you're building like, a, like, like a, a, like a nearly a Luddite in person movement that just issues technology and pri- prioritizes human connection and is literally like, we're going to risk covid to do these things and keep vaccinated and keep on top of things because we have the resources to currently do that which i think is the best way to go you you don't like like you're never going to like experience covid unless it kills your family or something like it's going to start killing your friends or not or it's literally never going to affect you because we're in the country that has all the vaccines and resources of of, of many countries but we're not in like we're we're, we're, the, we're one of the ones hoarding them yeah. And preventing other people from becoming well, which means that we're in a place to be able to do things in a way that other places aren't. But our policy will never be zero COVID. It will be just how, just it, enough it, it, that you're well, fine. Get you back to work. Well, it's it, it's it's just whatever amount of COVID like kills just under the amount of people it takes to cause riots over the deaths. Like, yeah, that which is which given as it how turns ad- out, it's probably a lot. <laughs> right. Given how atomized we are, you could kill off, I would argue, a quarter of the entire country before we started to really fucking grindingly feel man. it. Yeah. Every single one of us like and yeah, it's just going to be a fucking spectacle on the news like we were talking about with the with the China shit where it's just like, you know, just believe hard enough that Bill Gates should do the right thing and maybe the right thing will happen eventually. Mm-hmm. And I, I just like is just is this like what it comes down like? I'm starting to like think about it like, okay, should I be preparing for the inevitable reality? This is just going to be around forever. And even though we might have waves of it because it's because our vaccine hoarding prevents it from, you know, coming through in any serious way. It, yeah. It, yeah, it comes out. It comes from other places in the world, which then get here and spread like wildfire. And maybe we do a lockdown once every five years to like prevent more spread. <laughs> but I, I, I don't. It, it, it's it's like Bloodborne, where like every once in a while, everybody just has to close up their doors and like hide behind them, giving cryptic advice because otherwise, COVID might get you. Yeah, we have like we, like instead of the purge, where it's like one day a year, it's like one at one month out of every uh, hundred months is a lockdown, and that's like the purge month <laughs> where uh, lots of people literally just die. And yeah. But, Except they it, all work can, at like the grocery store, so you can safely ignore them. Yeah, but can I get a reality check from from you too? Like, is it reasonable to start thinking like I think this might be a feature of a lot a lot of our lives for 
a substantial amount of the rest of it. Like, this could be a decade on. I mean, if nothing else, like, even if, like, everything just got better tomorrow, like, just both the, like, you know, fucking personal and, like, literal trauma of, like, you know, having gone through it all, like, people people were broke-brained before the pandemic. I don't think spending, you know, a year inside, at least, you know, in theory, uh, has helped that. Yeah. Um, no, no, and specifically, you know, like, that's what I... A I've... year inside and a year in the post-COVID world. Because uh, a lot of people are just out in the fucking world full time now, because that's how it's going, you know. That's how it works. Yeah, and not and not to get too too personal, because I want to leave people mostly anonymous. But like, you know, I've been uh, uh, helping. I, I I lived at a friend's house for the last month and a half to help this person not kill themselves, because the last two years have been so re-traumatizing that every bad thing from like this person's entire life just fucking reared up in force and did not subside. And it's like, it was a huge step backward in healing. And also like that last month and a half has led to a lot of really, really positive revelations and understandings of what actually is going on underneath things in a way that like actually presents paths forward, which is a great place to have been able to come home from after like we started there with like, I have like, you know, uh, a plan to die, which I will say we had a really good laugh about because it was like an absolute like fucking like bananas scheme, which I'm happy that the two of us can laugh about it. <laughs> involves some roller skates and a fucking uh, it, like jetpack. It, it, ver- it very much involved like sailing out into the middle of the ocean and uh, throwing yourself overboard of a boat after drinking poison. Like it was very it was, romantic. It yes. was cle- it was it was like I don't feel uncomfortable saying that out loud because of how impossible that is mm-hmm. like <laughs> it's 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 not a, it's it just that that you know i may or may not cut that out i'm not sure but regardless <laughs> yeah. like it was a really great place to start from there and get to like wow like actually like really substantive healing but the reason that happened is because i lived there for a month and a half nobody knows someone who can live at your house for a month and a half and do that no one knows someone who's gonna do that like yeah. i think it's the thing we should all do for each other but the only reason i do it is because i'm blessed with the ability to do it instead of working like that's the thing i do in the world instead of laboring for Je- something jeff bezos in for jeff bezos owns. yeah <laughs> and and like that's been really positive but but if that's like what happened to like my friends who w- have gone through a lot i god everyone else who doesn't have that support is fucked yeah it's really it it really hurts my heart because like that's the whole thing about being a communist is we want to be like really kind to each other and support each other through those things and we have only got like you know one person in us at a time to help with that with and we can dedicate a lot but like at at some point it's like that's just kind of working on survival honestly not like yeah any sort of movement building I'll, I'll admit all the people I help with this stuff wind up communist because you do kind things they and say it's be- helping. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, you, mm-hmm. you do kind things and you help and you dedicate yourself to this and you say it's because communism and bam, there you go. You know, like I would really love to do this, that, that kind of like emotional work with more people that I know and with the a communist party as a whole to like actually have that be a part of and a substantive part of a movement because it's really necessary. And mm-hmm. I'm not as good at going out and do it like my 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 being of the people is like helping with the emotional shit not necessarily like a lot of hard labor in the field if you know what i mean like that's a th- yeah my, my best use hey, is sh- that shit i'll take that because i'm emotionally uh vacant <laughs> and that would actually be great is if you were out there like you know 
find like meeting neighbors, finding people who are fucking unhoused and just seeing what people Chewing need and get, making lists seeds and telling jokes. Yeah, hanging hanging out, finding out what people need, making sure to get it and like I can do some like logistics for everyone, some list making and also just like mostly like just just talk to you about the fact that you're emotion you're an emotional vacuum or whatever you said cuz that's like where don't, I would don't do, do that. best. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, well, you're gonna have to if you're gonna do the communist yeah. movement. Too so. bad, motherfucker. Yeah, too bad. You gotta like be well. You're gonna have to feel feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you're getting force field. I, I just make the spaghetti. Yeah, no, that's great. Like, there's, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like all of these things are super the three important jobs. within that structure. Those are mm-hmm. all things. Those are the three jobs that exist. Yeah. Oh, oh, I get yeah, a job hats. for I, a job for every gender. <laughs> Yeah, but like, yeah, so I'm just think I'm thinking about that a lot lately, like is is the future of this like we're going to have to kind of like do protections, do in person stuff, just move on from this and like just like we we have to just kind of be Luddites and step away from the constant barrage of like there's a new COVID, there's another thing, because I think this is going to be a feature forever and its danger will probably be present for a very long time to come because I don't see this going away in the next five years. Yeah, the rate it's going. So like. I think the option is you have to step away from the spectacle of it, not let your, which also is the side benefit of you not being poisoned with like cold war bullshit. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, does that seem like a thing that needs to happen? Like, is that, is that, the, is that the way to go to some degree? I mean, I'm just flailing around. It sounds better than what I had in mind, which was nothing because I didn't oh, really, yeah, that's, I hadn't really thought about it all that much other than like, yeah, this is probably going to be something that we're going to have to live with for the rest of our lives, aren't we? And then I was like, what do I do in this situation? And I was like, hmm, don't know yet. Right. It's just the 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 contradictions are heightening such that like and I don't want to say this flippantly because it's not really comparable to other things, but it's like the, the risk of dying from any sort of like movement building at this point grows every single day from like completely whack, unknowable angles. Like, Oh, there's just now a fucking disease that screws up your ability to meet in person on mass. But also as we saw during the first year of COVID, we had some of the biggest mass like protest movements in the country because of the lack of assistance and how everything was falling apart. And, like in a long time and mm-hmm. that was really positive and the transmission rate at those events was incredibly low because everyone was so fucking careful and immediately quarantined with everyone they had come in contact with they could think of and like the more people who know each other the more you can actually just control that and it's like i, I think i'm coming down to like oh fuck the only way we're going to be able to deal with covid given that like we can't solve it is to do communism where we all start knowing each other in a physical in-person way, such that we have a network of people that spans such a large group that you can actually say, okay, here's all the people this person came in contact with. Everyone quarantines from stuff, get yourself checked. We like those resources are there, get vaccines, get the checks, do the thing, Mm -hmm. take care of each other. Literally like, like, like in-person solidarity communist shit is, is the answer and figuring out the thing you can do best to contribute to that is like, the the ants that feels like the thing no and also every single country that already has this at least semi built into it did fucking astounding yeah i mean that is i was gonna say the socialist countries did do a lot better like vietnam yeah it it survived the uh the pandemic quite well i mean it's still going through it and their their death rates have been very low and they only saw increased infection rates once they opened their borders again and allowed and people hey, from the West Cuba. to come in. 
and Cuba, yeah. of course. Cuba's and, doing fucking beautiful. Cuba, Cuba's doing great. Yeah, you know, by nature Not of being cheap. an island nation, already built in uh, protection from a lot of. Uh, yeah, they've already got that Madagascar yeah. cheat code. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> China did great. They did. They what did they do? They did like about what we did, except they have a population like ten times as large. Yeah, but they also or hundred yeah. times as large or some shit. They also like showed off how there was no transmission rates by fucking hosting was it didn't they host like a League of Legends thing? Like over ten thousand people came <laughs> to this early it was like yeah, it was like fifty thousand people in a stadium to watch fucking nerds play League of Legends. Did they celebrate with a super spreader event? No, no one caught COVID from that. Well, that's great. You know, yeah. fuck, rock, rock on like gamers unite under no transmission. Great. Yeah. Fine. And then for, for once in yeah. its entire history, yeah. League of Legends oh, has and a then, positive association. Oh, yeah. And then recently there was a Magic the Gathering thing that happened in Vegas that uh, masks were optional and uh, COVID was spread. No. Wow, <laughs> yep. So moral of the story is, uh, I guess play MOBAs and not Magic the Gathering. I, I guess so, yeah. Which is Bo and I are probably just going to go kill ourselves then. Harsh to hear, I'll say. <laughs> I, you know, I always said, like, the day I heard League of Legends used as medical advice, I would uh, take, a, take a long walk off a short pier. And I suppose it's time to start finding lakeside property. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, folks, I think that's it for us. <laughs> Oh, that's it for me. That's that, yeah. That's it for that's it for one third of this podcast. Uh, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you've made it this far, you are a true comrade, and we thank you so Indeed. much for listening to our show. But we want to thank specifically Andrew, conduit of the existential dread of fatherhood itself, to Julian, name. Julia, also great Dylan, names. Samantha, great names, Caleb, Jack, Broobs, Lizzie, the brilliant Doctor Fly, Alex. Olive Lotion Wizard, Jorge, Sophia, Tyler, Malwin, Eli, Rufus, not a mole rat, Tim, Scott, the Reverend Londo Hollywood, and the Warlock Phosphorus. Thank you all so much for listening. All, all incredibly wonderful people. And yeah. if you want your name read like uh, these fine folks at the end of every podcast, just donate at more than a dollar a month. You know, you get a lot of stuff with a dollar a month, though. You get uh, all of our bonus episodes. You get Sonic High School. You get a bunch of like cool interviews that we've done with a bunch of cool people. Uh, and you also get our D&D podcast, Offense and Garages, a month earlier than most folks. So nice. Hey, hey, hey. I, hey, I, hey, I hey. taught one of my friends on Friday when we were doing Thanksgiving how to put an RSS feed into a podcast player because she did not know how to do it. And she had just been oh, listening yeah. to Dolphins. The only podcasts in her podcast player were Dolphins and Garages and Psychic Dolphin Garage. And <laughs> Which you, as it should be. Yeah, and the she only was just two like, podcasts. I click on the link for the Patreon and it just goes to a website full of text. And I'm like, <laughs> are you like 70? Let me put it into your... So now there's right. I was going to say, there, that, this, is, this is my grandma is the exact same way, but it's only because I'm emailing her the podcast out of hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, grandma, bitch. Are, are you really? No. <laughs> It'd be really funny, but no. My dad asked me to send some episodes, and I've been dragging my heels on that, but I need to do that. Like, And I'm uh-huh. just like, God, I don't even know what to send you. Like, They're all so horny and online that I don't think you're – like, my dad already has like audio processing issues, so he can't listen to podcasts. I think this is going to be unlistenable. He won't even know what the words mean. Oh, yeah. This is – like, start start him off with like some NPR thing with like people with actual like production values well, no, and shit. He, Not... he, he wants to hear what I'm doing. Oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to have to, like, all take fucking elocution. Elocution? I'm I'm already a fucking electrician. Whatever. It's fine. (laughs) 
We're all going to have to take elocution lessons. Alexa, the podcast is real pretty for Charlie's dad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? That'll be great. So, uh, you know, until next time, folks. uh... And China will pay for it. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) The National Radon Test is about to begin. with the earth can have radon. Old houses, new houses. If you're moving into a house that's got a passive radon system, you should still test for radon. Even if it's got an active system, you should still test for radon. What we're doing here is creating a vacuum underneath of the house, and the radon gas or any other gas in the ground will be attracted to that low pressure field going to suck it out of the ground before it gets into the house and blow it out to the atmosphere where it would normally go if you didn't have a house here. You should always test a house after a radon mitigation system has been put in to assess the operation of the system. Make sure that the radon is an acceptable level. An acceptable level. Acceptable level. An acceptable level. The National Radon Test is about to begin. Have you heard of radon? Radon? Radon. Is that a gas? Something dangerous that you're supposed to check on to make sure it's not in your home. It's a naturally occurring radioactive gas that percolates out of the soil and comes into houses. Radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer.